Hello, everyone. This is Gruesome Murtzog, episode one. And my very special guest is a talented filmmaker that I happen to come across through the lovely Lynn Lowry, Night of the Sea Monkey, A Disturbing Tale in 2013, a fabulous short film. Michael S. Rodriguez, how the hell are you? I'm just doing damn dandy. I'm, go- I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm busy, I'm working, and I'm ready to just really kick some ass in 2014. Damn straight, because you have a good start, because... Like I mentioned, I I interviewed Lynn twice, but on the second interview we did with uh, my co-host John Gillian and Kevin Scott, um, we're going through some some of her stuff, and she mentioned about Night of the Sea Monkey, disturbing tale, because she wants to do more than just horror. She loves horror, but she likes to do some more comedies, and then she mentioned about the Night of the Sea Monkey. So I said, you know what? I don't normally contact people for films, but because of Lynn's passion for this film, I contacted you to get a chance to watch this. Now, anybody out there that's going to be listening to this interview, I've been promoting the hell out of this short film. It's pretty high ranked in the reviews. Um, I, did, I gave my awards for the first time ever on my site. And as you know, I gave your film, uh, I gave you the Best Director uh, Award, and I gave Lynn Lowry the Best Community Actress Award. So Night of the Sea Monkey, A Disturbing Tale is, to me, as you know, a fabulous, fantastic short film with a great cast. And uh, that's why I wanted you to come on here um, to, to, to talk about this film, the idea where it came from, and how it all came about, and also how it was received. Oh, you know, uh, Gruesome, first and foremost, thank you so much for nominating us, for giving, presenting those awards. Lynn and I are very, extremely happy and very proud of, uh, of, of this accolade and, and everything else, you know, that's been going on with the success of this short film. And it's a short film, you know, believe it or not. I got so much skepticism, you know, I got so many people tell me, why did you make the short film? You're not going to make any money. I don't think anyone's going to see it. And, you know, it's weird because it's just, it's snowballed into something that uh, I could just, you know, I, I could never have imagined. It's gotten, you know, so many good reviews and, you know, and it's just, it's spreading like wildfire. But, uh, like I said, again, thank you so much. I mean, you know, we put in a lot of hard work and effort, and it really pays off uh, when we get, uh, you know, recognized by folks like you. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you what. Now, I think what really, um, why I enjoy this film so much is it's, it's not, it's somewhat of a horror, but it's also a sci-fi, to a point, and a comedy. And I think... <laughs> The dialogue that you use in this film, I, I mean, when a film has dialogue, my wife just happened to come in here when I was watching it, and at the moment that she walked in is a moment where at the kitchen table, I don't want to say too much, I don't want to ruin it, but the yeah. dialogue that Lynn Lowry says in this film, I mean, it's it's nice to see her doing that grandma comedy bit. I, I think it really showed another side of Lynn that needs to be shown more and she was able to pull it off and from then the father joe i thought Mm. was brilliant you know telling the story about the dog when he's a kid i mean it's just brilliant brilliant dialogue and i think this film is going to have a lot of effect with a lot of people once they get a chance to see it they're not going to forget it after they watched it they're not thank you you know uh I, you know, I'm glad you say that, and I, it's funny because I get, you know, uh, a lot of reviewers or their response and when they write their blogs, you know, a lot of them really get to the heart of this film, even though it's a comedy, it's a short film. What I wanted to do is I wanted to make a monster film 
that was more about the people and you got really rich dialogue and characters and you know what and the monster was just secondary you know because yeah. nowadays you watch movies and it's always just about the monster and everybody wants the big reveal and I wanted it to make a film to where the characters were so interesting that you really wanted more of the characters exactly more the, right know, the dialogue my question and, uh, yeah go ahead, uh -huh. go ahead. no well, what I did was before uh, making this short film I knew that I only had the budget to make a short and I said you know what what I want to do is because I, I research a lot of short films and I always watch them and they always ended up at two acts and then they ended and you kind of wanted more you kind of were left hanging and I said you know what my big goal is my ultimate goal is to make a short film and write a complete three act play and squeeze it into 30 minutes you know and when you watch it it's very I mean for a short you hear people say oh it's a short film but when you watch it it has so many things there's so many undertones and there's a lot of subtext in it for being you know just a short horror comedy right um but I'm just so glad that people enjoy um, the dialogue. I mean, Lynn delivered, like you said, uh, her, a lot of people, you know, they know her for these horror films and everything. I know. But you know what? Lynn has great comedic timing. I mean, brilliant comedic timing. Um, speaking of, the, the, when I got her on board, what happened was she had contacted me uh, last uh, November, and she says, hey, you know, here you're, you're an up-and-coming writer, and I'd like to work with you. Do you have anything that you, you might think I'm interested in? At the time, I didn't. You know, uh, I had written for other people, but I had no control of the casting. So I said, "I'm sorry, Lynn. I don't. I, you know, I have other scripts out there, but I don't. You know, I'm not casting for anything." So uh, January, I woke up, and I mean, I woke up with just this wild hair, and I said, "You know what? This this story, this whole storyline, has been in my head since I was a child." And I said, "You know what? I'm going to go, and I'm just going to write this script." So in two days, I wrote a 60-page script. Okay, and it was wow. super rough. And I shot it to Lynn with my fingers crossed, thinking, oh, my gosh, she's just going to think it's a piece of crap because I didn't send it to my editor. I didn't get it spell-checked. I just sent it to her. And uh, she read it, and she kept contacting me, and I was busy, and she goes, I hope I'm not scaring you off, but I, I'm, I read three other scripts. I tossed them aside. I want to do this. And I was like, <laughs> I said, great. So I told her, you know, in an email, I said, Lynn, you got to realize I'm casting you as the grandmother. Now, Lynn is still as sultry as ever. I know. I know. And I, I didn't want to insult her. I didn't want to insult her. And I said, Lynn, I'm going to have you play this grandmother. But listen, this is going to be a fun thing because the thing is, this grandmother has dementia, you know? So this is going to give you free range to ad-lib whatever beyond, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, I just said, hey, this is going to really just, you know, you can just take this and run with it. And you know what she did? She stayed pretty much to the script, but there was a few things. Like, uh, well, I, like I said, we don't want to give too much away, but right. she does do a monologue, you yep. know, while watching television. Yep. And that was, that was pure Lynn Lowry. That was all her. I, I mean, that's, I gotta credit her, cause, you know, she, she talks to me before she gets on the plane. She goes, hey, I wanted to try this out. I wanted to do this and this and that. And this is a true story. And as a director, I didn't want to lose control of my film. And I was like, okay, Lynn, that's cool. But, you know, let's go through a rehearsal before we put this on, you know, film it. So, by the time, you know how things go when you're shooting, sometimes you get behind schedule, we didn't have time to rehearse. So we set everything up, we set up the scene, and it's like, this is the first time I've ever heard it, this is the first time she's doing this dialogue in front of me, and she does the first take, and almost everybody on set, including me, was almost brought to tears. And that's just how amazing, that's how amazing Lynn Lowry is. Yep. Yep, you know, and it's you know? funny. It's funny because she, I know that, I know that story because uh, she wrote me a message after she, yeah, I gave her that award for the comedic actress, and she goes, you mm -hmm. know, you know, that one section I just did it on the fly. I mean, I said, yeah, I know, and it was, I, mean, I didn't know that, but I, mm -hmm. I, you, you mentioned about how, to me, 
the monkey, the monster was not even a factor in my liking of this film. Like you mentioned, it was secondary. What I liked about it was the family so disoriented. You can tell she couldn't stand her daughter-in-law. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just say this: it won't, it won't ruin nothing. But the one line, yeah. the one. It's funny line, but the one I'm not going to mention is you're talking about is when she said, "Now get your ass over there and wash the dishes." I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, it just the lines, the characters, the son, you know, the daughter mm-hmm. and the little boy and the mother, you know, the, the daughter-in-law and her son. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a brilliant mix. Now I would love to see this as a full feature and keep the exact yeah. same cast. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I, I want to let you know this. This is a true story. When I um. When I decided to make this film, you know, I wanted to make it here in the Valley. I'm, I'm located in Fresno, California, and I brought it to a studio or a, a production company here, and I said, hey, look, I want, you know, I want, this is how I want to do it. They read the script, and then they said, oh, we'll have to consider it. It's a little racy. It's a little, you know, they wanted to, you know, make it a little bland. And, I, and so, you know, at first I was almost going to go for it, and then I said, you know what, there's no compromising. I'm sorry, you know, this flops or not just because of my humor and the way I wrote these characters because... A lot of the stuff in this film, the dialogue and everything, you know, I, a writer should always write what they know. And a lot of times, you know, I was I was married in the late 90s, and I had a mother-in-law that just didn't like me for no reason. Just wouldn't ever give me a chance. So I had to, I flipped it around to where it's the, it's the uh, mother-in-law versus the, the daughter-in-law, you know? So uh, instead of, you know, son-in-law versus mother-in-law. So I actually... I actually experienced that. So that's why that comes naturally in that film. It's like... Because I've dealt with that, you know, among other things. It's like the story about the dog, you know, and the dad, you know. I mean, I, I had a, a, I have a grandfather that's very anti-pet, you know, and I always came up with my own theory that maybe he had to put down an animal, and that's why he would never let me have a pet as a kid, you know. So, you know <laughs> these, 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 these things, you know, they come from what I know or what I put together over my life, over you know, series of years. Wow. But. Uh, yeah, it's just you know, like I said, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun film that does have some some serious, uh, you know, undertones uh, and subtext about neglect and dysfunction in a family. You know, it's it's got a little bit of everything in it, and I tell people that you know, you, you can see it as just a fun horror movie, but if you really dissect it, and some people have, they're like, wow, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot in here for thirty minutes. I'm, I mean, again, I mean. I, I was just fascinated by it, and it was my number one short film. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's tough when you have like thirty short films that you've watched, and you got to break it down to twenty. And mm-hmm. you know, my listing, went, like basically, the, the top three are my top three. But from four on, I had to balance it. Okay, which one? And then you start dissecting. I said, you know what? I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to put put my list. What comes to my head, and boom, boom. And I mean, no offense. One to twenty. There's as long as you made the top twenty, I don't think anybody cares. That's my whole my whole thing. But one yeah, thing, yeah. one thing, one thing I will say, um, being in this industry as uh, you know, reviewer, interviewer, voice actor, mm-hmm. actor, producer, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that I've known that I know that do festivals. And I had a conversation with a, a lady this morning, Joanne Brown, and I mentioned to her, mm-hmm. so look, I'm going to have Michael contact you. Um, there's a film festival that's going to be coming debuting in San Diego in October. I said, look, mm-hmm. I'm going to have Michael send you the, the short film. I said, you've got to see this, and then you let me know if it's you know available to be played in in this in this festival. So I'm trying to do the best that I can to get this film out there because people need to see it. I mean, it's bad enough that it's a short film. Mm-hmm. 
when I say bad mm. enough, I mean... Yeah, yeah. As far as a short film, I love short films, but as far as a short film getting recognition to people to see, it's a little harder because it's not no distributor is going to take a, a short film unless it's in a in a five pack or a ten pack or some kind of yeah. old hockey. But then when that happens, yeah. is the problem with that there is you might have one good short film, a shitty mm-hmm. one, a shitty one, a shitty one, a good one. So you're, you're like lapped into one thing, and then if somebody just does not like one short film in that disc, it's like the whole disc gets tossed in the trash can. Do you know what I mean? So. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it by, by experience of my for the last four years of doing this, but uh, again, I'm a big fan of this film. Every every week, I tweet it, I post it. I don't yeah. care. People get sick of it. It's you know, I just enjoy this film. But you have another project that's coming up that um, I'm friends with the dude. I can't remember his name right now <laughs> from the from the Demon movies. Um, but you have a film oh, that's Bobby called Rhodes. Bobby Rhodes. Bobby correct. Rhodes. Yeah. Um, six Dana, sixty six Kadena is a new project that's in the works for you that, as, I mean, as far as a writer-wise, but give the listeners an idea of what this film is about and how you even came up with that title. Okay, well, the title completely goes, the credit for that goes to Alex Media Levy, and he is uh, he is the co-writer. He actually came up with the story concept, and what happened was uh, uh, Alex is actually Bobby Rhodes' manager, and... Um, I had sent him another script I had written uh, for a grindhouse biker film called The Fallen One, and I wanted Bobby to read for it, and he loved the script. They both loved the script, and they loved how detailed and descriptive I was with violence. So um, he says, hey, I want to drag you into something. You know? And I said, okay. So he uh, he came up to me. You know, he, he emailed me and said, okay, I want you to help me out. And I got a plot outline for this, but it's very interesting. And uh, what it's about, basically, it has a lot of ties to the to the Nazi occupation in Serbia during World War II. Mm. You know, a lot of people are familiar with the, uh, the, um, the Holocaust of the Jews in, you know, during World War II, but there was also a Holocaust uh, dealing with the Serbians. So he says, I want you to research this, look, this, look into this, and, we're gonna t- we're, and I want you to you know, get into like, demonic possession and all this other stuff. So I did a lot of research, so I, I co-wrote this film with him, and, I, and it's just, this is something, right now we have it on Kickstarter, it has to be made, it's just so original, it's very eerie, it's very scary, plus it has ties to actual history. So, yeah, so, you know, it's something that, you know, we really would really love for people to to experience. And we can't do that without your help, the fans' help. So we are on Kickstarter, so if anybody goes and checks that out. By the way, the title... Uh, six Dana six Godina is is uh, Serbian for six days sixty six years, and in the story this phenomena of I don't want to give too much away, but there's a phenomena where where there's a lot of possession and, and killing, and it happens like in the sixth month of the sixth day in the sixth year. So oh, wow. it all ties into it all ties into six six six. So you know that's that, uh, interesting. That I, I I mean this is like a film that I would love to be a part of because oh, like you mentioned. It's not just a, a horror film thrown together. It's more like there's there's a story behind a story. It just it sounds really badass. Yeah, and and you get a, and you get a bit of a history lesson there. You know, you get a bit of history lesson. And what I tell people is, I say, you know what? Let me break it down real easy for you. Six down to sixty six Godina. If you ask me, you know, what would you tie it into? And I I tell them it's Schindler's List meets The Exorcist. That's all I can tell you. Oh wow. So yeah, that's it's, it's pretty. It's it's a it's a creepy, creepy movie, um, you know. But I do have a few other things that are that are on the burner, and I'm getting trying to get going. Uh, like I said before, I had this other script I wrote called The Fallen One. It's a grindhouse biker movie, and it's really 
a really good uh, revenge film. It's not a, quite a horror film, but it's more of a revenge film, kind of like Hang 'em High meets Sons of Anarchy in a way. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so uh, that's something that's in the works. We already got, you know, we already got folks that have written. We got Fred Williamson attached to this, and and a few other name actors. I don't want to drag, not drop too many names. Right, right. Um, and then. Uh, right after the first of the year, I'm uh, I'm uh, producing a, a television show with Affinity Films called Paranormal Believer, which uh, get ready for that. That's going to be really freaky. Wow, cool. Yeah, looking up for you, man. I mean, uh, yeah. it, 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 it just takes one project of your own. I mean, uh-huh. you're a writer before. I mean, obviously, but since you already have a product that you've done yourself that shows. Not only that you can write, but you also can make a film. So you're like right at that right. You're at that bubble right now to where I can see it bursting. When I mean bursting, I meant bursting out of success, more success. You know? Yeah, I appreciate it. You, you know, I, I, I've I've written and I've written all kinds of stuff, and and I've even co-written with other people. And I just knew deep down. I mean, writing I can do writing, but you know what? I just knew last year when I got up and I wrote this. Uh, Night of the Sea Monkey. I said, you know what? I want to direct this. I want to direct this. I want to do it, un- you know, without any compromise. I just want to give my vision, and I just want to put it out there to see if anyone gets it. And it's just been amazing the response of the reception to this film. It's just, you know, I'm very, very. Uh, I mean, I'm beside myself knowing that, you know, I- I've gotten acceptance from a lot of people in the film community that, have, you know, really, you know, embraced it. Hey, wow, you know, this is good. You know, you're you're good at this. You're great at this. Um, you know, um, when I was on set, I, I was in disbelief that I was actually directing this or directing it well. And one of my, uh, a member of my cast, uh, Tyler Gallant, who's a big up and coming, I mean, he's an up and coming actor. I mean, he's in the Hunger Games 2. Uh, he was, uh, recently in, uh, the, uh, Hangover 3. And, you know, he's just really moving up. He's doing a full feature right now where he's the lead called, uh, Poison Skies. That's, uh, that, that's still in production. But, you know, he's an up and coming actor and, uh, he was on set. I only had him for one day, but he showed up every day. We shot this movie, believe it or not, in four and a half days. Wow. And he showed up day one. It wasn't even, you know, uh, you know, the call sheet didn't even, you know, require him to be there. But he showed up all four days just to absorb what was going on. And he told me, you know, and this was a big, I mean, you know, I, I'm still kind of clueless because I'm trying to direct everybody. And I don't even know how I'm doing. And I'm not asking anybody. But he comes up to me and says, hey, I really like your directing style. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, besides the guy, the, yeah, the director of the Hunger Games, I actually, you're one of my favorites. And I was like, wow, really? You know, wow. <laughs> maybe this is something for me, you know, you know, I just, I did this because I did want to see how, you know, how far I could stretch what I'm doing besides writing and, you know, right. And, you know, and, and producing because I, I am a pretty good producer, man. I know how to talk to the, to the, to the folks, man, to, to the, uh, to the actors, so. It sure looks like it. I mean, uh, again, uh, a great job on on your short film. I think um, you. I don't know. I'm I, I'm intrigued by your writing. I'm intrigued by you know. Now talking to you now, I'm very intrigued because I can tell. I, I can hear the passion, and it kind of reminds me of myself of my passion with what I do, and I just think it's a good a good mix. I really do. You know, what it is too is what, what I want to do is like, you know, I, instead of looking or, or taking a consensus of, of what's out there or what really works for the audience, I'm actually just, it, it's like a chess player that plays on, its, on his emotion, knowing what he knows how to do instead of just calculating a move that's popular. I, 
I just write, and I, I don't really look and like say, well, I better go in this direction because this is the demographic or where it's going to hit. I just what I do is I just write from that my heart and just bring it to life, and I use dialogue that really resonates with people. Right. And uh, and and I think that's just the best way to go. And like I always say to writers, just make sure you always write what you know. You know, uh, it, it just sometimes just comes out so true. You know. Right. In, in, and uh, you know, and like like I said, you know, I'm I'm enjoying it. I mean, I look forward to continue, you know, doing more and more of it. I mean, I do have, like, you know, all these other pages where I'm helping, you know, get these movies made or get them promoted. And, you know, it's just, uh, to me, it's just a very fun way of, just, you know, of self-expression, you know. I, I still take it as an art, even though the, you know, the world of the industry right now, a lot of times people are looking just to cash in, you know, on something. And I am still old school, and I'm still seeing the art in it. Well, I see. You know? That's the wrong mindset to get into anyways. I mean, if uh-huh. you're going into making a movie to try and make a quick buck, then you might as well get the hell out because it's not going to work. You, I mean, we all want to make money on something. That's, that's quite oh, – it's, yeah. it's a human race. But you want to be mm-hmm. able to do a project because you love it, you, you have passion for it, and you want to do it. And then what, what comes afterwards is all fine, but when you – can't, you have to go into it open-minded like, hey, I mean, I could make nothing on this, but I'm going to do it because I have a passion for it. And and things will come with a body of work, you know. That's what mm-hmm. it boils down to. Look at me. I mean, I started out just a, a little peon just reviewing movies four years ago, and yeah. look where I am today. It's just hard work, passion, you know, and, and, and being serious. I mean, I, I mean, not taking it as a joke is taking it as a job. You know, I mean, it's not supposed to be a job, but... When you think of a job, then you think, okay, I'm going to do the best of my ability, and that's the end of the story. So that's how I got where I am, just being myself and being real, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, that, you know, that, that's the best way to go. And, like, you know, there are just rewards, you know. There is, you know, down the line, you know. Like I said, I'm not planning to continue to do this and live in poverty and say, hey, you know. But I know that if you continue with your drive, you know, and, and you, you continue to be true to yourself and the true fans out there that really, really dig this stuff because, like I said, I've, I've gotten people, the responses for cert- from certain people, they really, like I said, it, it, I made this film for fans of, of 80s, you know, cheesy horror, you know, films, and, and that's not my only style. I mean, I can write other styles, yeah. but you know what? It really, it really hits home with those folks that really love 80s cheesy horror films with a little dark humor, and I'm like, that's a, man, I mean, that's just, that's my reward right there. You know, I didn't make it. I put more money into this than I've made from it, but you know what? I mean, that was that is my reward right there is when the fans actually, you know, congratulate me or or mention something or it brings back some kind of nostalgia to them. I had one one person at a screening recently. We screened it on my birthday, which was two weeks ago, and uh, this gentleman was sitting in the back watching it, and he comes up and he nods to me and he goes, "Hey, man, I really like that little wink you gave towards uh, um, the Amityville Horror with the red eyes under the bed." You know. <laughs> yeah. He goes, uh, that really scared me as a kid, and it's like I'm glad people noticed that because I did throw little hints of that's that's what I'm going for, you know. I'm going for those little eerie moments we remember as children, or you know, as adults watching films like this. Sure, yeah. brilliant. I mean, uh, again, you know, I'm glad to talk to you. We've had conversations on Facebook, my messages wise, and I figured, you know what? Let's get Michael on here because people need to know who Michael Rodriguez is. The ones who don't know who Michael is. But, uh, you know, again, I mean, your skill and talent of writing is amazing. And I think 
you have a lot ahead of you. I mean, you got Lynn Lowry on your side. I mean, what, what, what more do you want from an icon from the 60s and 70s that believes in your work? You know what I mean? Oh, Surrenders definitely. And we, we, and we plan, thank you so much, Gruesome. And, you know, we plan to work again. So we, Lynn and I, we, we keep in touch. And, you know, we're definitely, as soon as we figure out the right project for her and get it, we're definitely going to knock it out of the park again. Fantastic. Together. That's brilliant. Well, Michael, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate your time. And, um, I'm going to have the links for the Indie, uh, for the Indiegogo or the Kickstarter. Which one is it? Great. Oh, it's Kickstarter. Yeah, sorry. I'll add that part out. But I'm going to have the links for the Kickstarter on the interview as well, where they can click on it and all that happy stuff. So, again, thanks okay. for coming on. A brilliant job. A brilliant job on the movie. And I can see a positive future for you. And, uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to meet and work together. Who knows? All right, sounds good. Thank you, uh, Gruesome, uh, very much for having me, and uh, looking forward to just a lot of stuff. And hey, yeah, also, you know, let's let's try to get together and do some, you know, do some work uh, in front of the camera. There you go. Thank you very much, Michael. Take care of yourself. All right, you too. We'll see you. Bye bye. Bye bye.